All right, welcome back. This is Voice of V with another episode. And today I want to talk about the power of thinking. A lot of times we go through the day and don't really pay much attention to our thoughts. But not only that, the way that we respond to certain things, it has such a huge impact on us. And it also affects our perspective. So I figured, hey, why not talk about our thoughts and how powerful those thoughts can be and are in our lives, even though we don't really pay attention to them and we don't really realize it. I know that I didn't realize it until I actually started paying attention to my thoughts. And it explained a lot of things, a lot of the ways that I felt. Of course, there were some things that I went through that led me to some of those thoughts. So that's something to take into consideration, of course. But I feel... Or I know for a fact that throughout my life, I have focused on on negative thoughts. And when I think back and look at some of the things that I experienced as a child, it totally makes sense. It makes sense that I developed these negative thinking patterns. And to go through your whole life with negative thinking patterns and, and then try to change them, there's opposition because the familiar... When something is familiar to you, it's hard to let it go. And it's hard to change a habit that you've had all your life. It's very difficult to do. However, it is possible. So that's what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about our feelings. And I know that there are some words that were brought on or spoken to you. Things that were done to you by other people. And those words and actions actually planted these negative thoughts in your mind. And because these thoughts were planted in your mind, the more that you would focus on it, the more you feed that thought, the bigger that it gets. So pretty much whatever it is that you focus on, whatever you entertain, that is what's going to have power over you. Who has the control at the moment? It is you. And if you allow your thoughts to just do whatever they want, wander, be negative, speak lies to your heart, all those things, you're going to believe them. Eventually, they become your truth. Because what we think, it's constantly on our minds. You can't get away from your thoughts. So you have to learn to take control of your thoughts. And if you really think about something and focus on it, guess what? You you pretty much, your behavior will match those thoughts. So if you feel like you're going to fail, then chances are that you will fail. Because you set up the platform for failure. So if you are constantly thinking, I will never be able to overcome this area in my life, well, it will be a constant battle and you will constantly fail at overcoming that situation or that area in your life because you already have given up. Like you've already thrown in the towel. You already decided that it's not going to work, that you're not going to be able to do it. So whatever you think, it's going to manifest itself. There's a proverb that says, as a man thinks, so he shall be. And this is very true. I don't know if you've heard that, but I've heard it. But not only have I heard it, I've experienced it. I've seen it in other people's lives where they continue to believe certain things about themselves and their life is led by those thoughts. So everything that you do starts with a thought. And I can tell you so many different situations where the thoughts led people to do things that they said they would never do. One very simple example and something you see in the workplace, sadly, is where there are two co-workers and they may be married or in relationships 
and they become so close. There's an attraction there and it starts off innocent. And the thing is that they begin to spend time together. And then you start to develop a thought like, well, I wonder what it would be like to be with this person. And then before you know it, that thought turns into an action. And then you're having a full-blown affair or, you know, cheating on your significant other. And sometimes you think, how the heck did I get here? Well, it started off, I mean, of course, you did not practice your boundaries. But a thought may have been the culprit. It may have started with one simple thought. And you just let that thought run loose and get out of control. And then before you know it, it was determining your actions. And here you are. Thoughts are very, very powerful. They can influence you in so many different ways. And your thoughts and your experiences, of course, control and determine what type of perspective you have on life, on situations, on others, on yourself. So perspective is really closely affected by your thoughts. I read um, this one story about a young man and he wanted to be a doctor, right? They lived on a farm. And so, of course, the dad needed help. And his son leaving for school was not an option because he had to help with the farm. And so the father did not support his son's desire to pursue a career as a doctor. And so the, the young man stayed. And of course, he was upset that he did not get to go to school to be a doctor. So at the age of 23, he decides to leave and he leaves and he does not turn back. Like he was upset with his dad, just angry that he missed out on going after the dream that he had. And the crazy thing to me was that this young man grew old, spent his whole life being upset at his father and at his situation and the missed opportunity to go to school and become a doctor. And he was miserable all his life. He jumped from job to job because, of course, in his heart, he wanted to be a doctor. So, of course, there was no job that was going to fulfill that desire. And he focused, I imagine he focused every day on how much he was angry at his father and how unfair life is. To me, I feel like you left, you were 23, you could have gone to school, you could have done something with it. But he focused so much on the, on the anger. His thoughts were so focused on the wrong that was done to him that he missed out on, on the opportunity to go after that career. Okay, you didn't have the support of your parents or maybe the finances, but you could have attempted instead of focusing on the wrong or on the disappointment, then you should have just gone after that dream that you had. And the problem is what happened to this young man is what happens to a lot of us. Our thoughts, those negative thoughts, they affect our mind in so many different ways. And you don't think about how a thought can be so harmful and on the flip side, how it can be so helpful. But negative thoughts are so harmful because you're developed a habit of negative thinking. And the problem with the negative thinking, it's like it feeds off of itself. One negative thought leads to another negative thought and to another negative thought. And then your norm becomes negative thoughts. Your brain's ability to think and even to reason or even to form memories is decreased when you focus on negative thoughts. And I thought that was insane. This is not something that I know. This is something that I've read in different articles and stuff like that because I told y'all, I just love to learn more and 
also look at resources that will help me understand why I think the way I think sometimes and also just to help me through my healing journey. So I'm sharing this information with you and it's not I'm not just making it up actually, you know, read I, I do enjoy reading, listening to audiobooks, and I'm going to share that with you too. There's a book that I'm going to share with you, but your ne- the negative thoughts, they will drain your brain. <laughs> I didn't mean to rhyme, but seriously, your brain will get drained of all its resources and you will not be able to function correctly. And that's why sometimes you see people that have gone through things or that just are so focused on negative thoughts that they just can't, they can't get out of it. It's like no matter what you tell them, what you do for them, they just can't seem to get out of it. And it is, it is very heartbreaking to see that. And even being someone who has been in that position where I could not break away from the thoughts, it was very difficult to do. And it just felt like I just kept going and digging a deeper hole. And I just kept digging and digging and digging to the point where I could not reach up to the top of that hole. Like I was just so deep into the negative thoughts and so depressed and felt so hopeless. And it was like there was no way to break that thought cycle. Honestly, like I think about it now, like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad that I am not stuck in that way of thinking but it took work. It took help um, for me to get out of it. But it also took a desire to want to put in the work to want to get better, first of all, and then to decide to actually commit and put in the work to getting better. And so if you do a lot of negative thinking, your brain gets rewired and it's going to start producing more negative thoughts. That's crazy to me, but that's truth. So you are affecting your brain. You're affecting like you have little, your brain's like a highway and there are all these different highways. When you focus on the negative thoughts, you're creating a highway or maybe a few highways and all these negative thoughts, they transport better. They, they will continue to grow. You will just continue to produce more negative thoughts, right? And your brain will get so good at seeing things in a negative way and also thinking about everything in a negative way and it will affect how you think that's why imagine if you have all this negative thinking going on well don't be surprised if you're feeling blue if you're feeling depressed if you're feeling like this world is hopeless and if you are feeling horrible about yourself and about your future it is because of all these thoughts that are going on in your mind and even those thoughts and and all this rewiring of your brain It's contributing to your low self-worth and it makes you feel like you don't have anything to give to this world, to give to those around you. And that's a very scary place to be in when you start to give up on yourself. And it also, the negative thinking does lead to depression, to anxiety, to constant worry. And some people even develop OCD. Um, They become obsessive compulsive and it has to do with their thoughts. Now, I'm not saying this applies to everyone. Remember, I've told you I am not a doctor. I'm not a professional. I am just someone that has gone through um, things and I'm just someone that's sharing their healing journey with you. That's what I am. And of course, if you are in a place like that where you feel like you have lost all hope and you just really can't get out of it, please seek help. Please find someone that you trust that you can talk to. And I would highly recommend that you see a professional. That's what they are there for. And that's what they train for. 
And I've shared with you guys, the cognitive behavioral therapy has helped tremendously. That brings me to, you know, you having distorted thoughts, right? The cognitive behavioral therapy is very helpful in breaking the cycle of those distorted thoughts. And currently, I just started reading this book, and it's called Feeling Good, The New Mood Therapy. The author talks about the cognitive behavior therapy and how effective it has been. It has been as effective as medication. And the good thing about the therapy is it doesn't have side effects where medication does. Now, I'm not saying that it's all in your head, that you don't need therapy or you don't need medication. What I'm saying is that they have seen it work. They have seen it help. And so as your thoughts and as you develop all of these highways, like I said, in your brain with the negative thoughts just flowing through your mind, well, all that focusing on the negativity, it's going to distort your thoughts. And this book actually names those distortions. And I never thought about that. When I started reading them and looking at them, and, and this is just a small portion of the book, I'm like, barely in the second chapter, I believe. And there's just so much more. I'm not sure how many chapters are in it. But still, if you like to read, again, the author is David D. Burns. And it's called Feeling Good, The New Mood Therapy. He coined some common names for the distortions, right? So I'm going to go through those. I'm not going to take up too much time on those, or maybe just a little bit. And I'm reading what they described each one of those as. So one of them is filtering. So pretty much that means that you dwell on one little thing that is wrong. Like you will notice the smallest thing, like let's say your kids cleaned the whole house, but they did not dust the shelf. Well, you focused on that one thing. It didn't matter that they cleaned the whole house. That one little shelf that didn't get dusted becomes the focus and everything else doesn't matter except for that one negative thing. There's also polarized thinking. Polarized thinking pretty much is is if you're not perfect, then you're a failure. You know, so how many of us have been guilty of having that attitude or that perfectionism, struggling with that perfectionism, trying to make everything perfect? And if it's not perfect, then we feel like a failure. I know that I am guilty of that, have been guilty of that. I am improving in that area. The problem with the polarized thinking is not only do you see yourself that way, but you also see people like that. So if they meet that perfection, then they're wonderful. If they don't, then they're awful. So it doesn't work. It's not good for you or other people. There's also overgeneralization. Overgeneralization means if one bad thing happened to you, and you it, and it was on like like the first experience the first time you tried something then that's it you're never going to try that again because it didn't work out so if it didn't work out that first time then it's not ever going to work out so you just totally overgeneralize everything and the example they give here is if you fell off the horse on your first try then that means you will fall every time you get on a saddle that's overgeneralization then there's jumping to conclusions and I have seen this one and this one kind of irks me, honestly, when people jump to conclusions. I, I just cannot stand that. However, I have caught myself doing that as well. So um, I'll give you some cushion on that because it is easy to do that at times when you don't communicate and don't ask questions or don't understand something. And the example given here is your friend hasn't called for a while. 
that must mean she hates you. And I know that may sound ridiculous, but it happens. I kid you not. I have had people ask me like, hey, are you upset with me? You know, you haven't talked to me in a while. And I'm like, I am busy with school, with work. And I was just, I was just tired. I, you know, I just, it had nothing to do with the person or an individual. It just had to do with me focusing on my well-being. And it's not a bad thing. And this one is hard for me to pronounce, but I'm going to do it. Catastrophizing. Catastrophizing means disaster and is, disaster is inevitable, right? So you're obsessed with the what if, what if this happens? What if this doesn't work out? What if everything's a what if? And I've heard people, it's like, well, what if it doesn't work out? Then the comeback is, what if it does work out? right? So that's one of them. Another one, and there's quite a bit of them. Another one is personalization. Personalization means that you feel like everything that happens is about you and it always comes back to you. And I have known a few people like this where they feel like everything is about them. And sometimes I know it sounds rude, but I feel like telling them, get over yourself. You're not that important. And I know that sounds rude, but what I mean is like not everything that happens is about you. Not everything that other people do is about you. And the example they give here is your best friend started playing tennis because he knows you don't like the game. And it's like you're personalizing something that maybe that person just wanted to give tennis a try. Another one is control fallacies. And control fallacies means you feel like a helpless victim of external forces. So you pretty much feel like you don't have any control over things. And also you feel like you're personally responsible for everyone's happiness. I know some people like that as well. It's like they ignore their needs and focus on everyone else's and they are always exhausted and never deal with their own problems or their own needs they never address their own needs and a lot of times are so focused on everyone else that they just neglect themselves and it's unfortunate to see that as well another one that is shared is fallacy of fairness and that means that you're the only one who knows what is fair and you are definitely sure that you are not being treated fairly. So that's that's one. And I know that I have been in that place before. And it's not a good place. Blaming. You blame others for your pain. Or you may even blame yourself for everything. And I've been there as well. I've never been one to blame others. But definitely have been one to blame myself for everything. For the things that happened. Um, the bad things that happened in my life. I felt like somehow I brought it upon myself. You know, and it was always something like as a kid, it was like, you know, I, that bad thing probably happened to me because of me, you know, saying a bad word at school or something like that. And then shoulds, the distorted thoughts of shoulds is that there are rules that must be obeyed by everyone. And so you feel like if you violate the rules, you feel guilty or if other people break the rules, it makes you angry. And that kind of sounds like me. I, I've been like that where I felt like, hey, everybody needs to follow. If I'm a rule follower, then everyone else around me should be. It shouldn't be hard for them because I'm able to do it. They should be able to do it. Talk about a controlling person, right? The next one is emotional reasoning. And that's pretty much saying that your emotions define the truth. But whatever you're feeling is truth to your life. I have definitely been there. I know in this last situation I was in, 
oh my god i felt so many different things and so that was my truth and the example given here is i feel ugly so that means i am ugly and fallacy of change you think you can change people to make yourself happy please don't do that that's you're just going to end up disappointed and there are lots of people that really truly believe that they can change someone else and once that change happens they will be happy and it's it's just not it, it is a very bad way of thinking it is very distorted global labeling an extreme form of generalizing with exaggerated and emotionally loaded labels for yourself and others so pretty much if you fell at something or someone else fell at something you label them as not worthy you'll label yourself as a loser and things like that so you start putting labels on anything that does not go in the way that you expected it to Another distorted way of thinking is always being right. So being wrong is not an option. And this type of distorted thinking means that the person is going to do whatever it takes to win an argument. And when you run into those type of people, like for me, it's like there's no point in arguing with somebody that needs to have the last word. Hey, by all means, go ahead, have the last word. I am not going to go back and forth. Heaven's reward fallacy is the last one that is mentioned on here. And pretty much is the belief that if you work hard and sacrifice, you will always be rewarded. Now on the flip side, if the reward doesn't come when you want it, you become angry and bitter. So those are all things that I'm sure you may have struggled with those type of thoughts and they actually have a label they're called distorted thoughts and again i got this information from feeling good the new mood therapy by david d burns so these are not my words it's just information that was provided in the book that i knew would be helpful to us it was perfect timing for me to run into this book because Last week when I did the challenge for expressing one thing of gratitude every day, and I did it as well. I didn't post every single day, but I sure did do it on my own. And it made me think about my thoughts because having to think about one thing every day that I was grateful for, it made me not focus on negative things. It made me like stop to think about the good stuff. And there were days were of course there was more than one good thing which was awesome because it has not always been that way for me there was a time that i remember where i really had to focus and think and look for one good thing every day because my thoughts were just so negative so how do we change this what do we do how do we get out of this distorted thought pattern these negative thoughts number one pay attention to your thoughts you have to think about what you're thinking about and that sounds funny, but it's true. And when I pay attention to my thoughts, I have learned to pay better attention to my thoughts. But now when I see that or I'm aware that I'm focusing on a negative thought, I have to grab that thought. I can't just ignore it. I can't just be like, oh, I always think that. And I know it's not true. No, I actually have to stop whatever I'm doing and pay attention to that negative thought. Not in the sense of giving it power over me, but instead I'm paying attention to it because it no longer has room in my mind because I do not want to think that way anymore. So now what I do is I pay attention to that thought. I stop whatever I'm doing and I have to replace that negative thought with a positive thought. So I can't just let that negative thought linger. I can't let it continue I have to stop and replace that thought with a positive one. So all of that 
is going to take your attention away from the negative thought. It's going to make you self-aware. It's going to make your brain like snap out of it. Then you have to hold the positive thought like this part I got from the book. Hold the positive thought in your brain for a full minute or more. Now, I didn't know you had to hold the positive thought in your brain for a full minute or longer if you need to. But I did know that I had to focus on a positive thought and I never timed it, but I'm pretty sure it took me more than a minute to focus and get away from that negative thought. And of course, the more I practiced it, the better I got at it. And that's exactly what will happen to you. Now, I want to share with you because maybe you feel like you're hopeless. There's no hope for you. Your brain is like fried and it's just full of negative thoughts and there's no way to turn it around. Well, let me tell you, your brain is so amazing. As you start to do this, as you start to replace even one negative thought with a positive thought, the neuroplasticity in your brain, it'll form new connections, new neural connections. So neuroplasticity, let me tell you what that is. That is your brain's ability to reorganize itself. So pretty much the neuroplasticity in your brain is going to start destroying some of those highways of negative thoughts that you had built by focusing on those thoughts. And it's going to start building new connections and it's going to start reorganizing your brain. So then that means that as it starts to reorganize your brain, you are going to be able to focus better. You are going to be able to reason. You are going to be able to make better decisions. You are going to be able to focus because when your brain is so fogged up and so full of negative thoughts, it is very hard to function. But as your brain begins to reorganize itself, and form those new connections, it works in your favor. And so to me, I feel like that is great news. That is such amazing news to me because I felt like if I thought all these negative thoughts for the last 30 years, 40 years, whatever, if I continue to think all these negative thoughts for such a long time, is it gonna take that long for me to get away from those thoughts? Is it gonna take that long for my brain to begin to think in a different way? And so when I found out about how amazing your brain is, I'm just like, I'm just blown away, y'all. Like, this is not the first time I hear of neuroplasticity. This is not the first time that I understand and know that this electricity and just, I just imagine all these things going on in my brain and it's just like, you're bringing life to your brain again. And to me, that is so amazing. It is so amazing that you're able to change the way you think and As you begin to practice this very simple thing, grabbing a negative thought, paying attention to it, replacing it with a positive thought, you doing something that's good for you also begins to work in your favor and how your body physically begins to also change with you. Imagine that reorganizing your brain. Imagine waking up and not having all those negative thoughts. Imagine a life where you are not filled with all of that negativity. Just imagine that. Now you tell me, if you do struggle with negative thoughts, or you know of moments where you have, we all have, we've all been in that place where things got tough or something happened and just knocked us to the ground. Imagine getting up from that fall, and it was a pretty bad fall. And instead of focusing on negative thoughts, imagine changing them to positive thoughts and bouncing back from that situation like a boss. Imagine that. It is possible for you. If I am able to do it, then you can too. I promise you I was in a very, very, very bad place. 
my thoughts were so negative and they just continued to flow. I thought all these bad things about myself. I really did. And I'm being honest with you. Like I really felt worthless. I felt so abandoned. I felt so many things. I just felt like, what's the point? Do I really matter? And then I felt like, am I ever going to feel better? Is my heart ever going to stop hurting? Is my life ever going to work out the way I wanted to? And I was thinking all these negative things. And one by one, I started focusing on a positive thought to each one of those negative things. I had to flip it around to something positive. And I had to look at who I really am. I had to look around and focus on the good things in my life. I had to realize that I was part of the problem because I kept focusing on negative thoughts. Of course, Not only did I begin to replace the negative thoughts with positive thoughts, but I also went to counseling and that helped tremendously. So, you know, I'm a big advocate for that. So practicing these steps will begin to build up your self-confidence and it's also going to increase your self-awareness, which is not a bad thing. It's actually really good. I know sometimes people want to stay stuck in the place that they're at and they just feel like it's easier to not deal with certain problems or certain things that just seem too hard to face. But at the end of the day, when it's done, when you get to the end of that journey, you are going to be so thankful that you put in the work. I'm definitely not done, but I'm still in the journey and I still continue and I still experience setbacks at times. But I realize that it's normal. It's going to happen. Even though my self-confidence is building back up, even though my self-awareness is there, it doesn't mean that I will never have days that are difficult or tough or where my heart hurts. However, it does mean that those things don't set me back as bad as they used to. That means that it's no longer taking one step forward and taking three steps back. Now it's like, okay, I took one step back, but I'm taking two steps forward. And to get to that place, it does take a lot of work. It takes discipline, but it's possible So another thing that um, definitely helps is self-care. This is essential to you getting well and to rebuilding your life. Again, it begins with a desire to get better. So you have to start off with that. You have to begin to desire a better life for yourself. You have to love yourself enough and develop a desire to become whole. No one wants to stay stuck in a place that hurts. But I also want you to know that you're not alone. I want you to know that you're not the only one that has experienced that. I want you to know that there are people like me that have started this journey and continue on the journey. And we want to help others get on that journey and be brave and take back what was stolen from them. Take back what has been robbed from you, your mental health, your self-confidence, your future, your hope, your joy. There's so many things that negative thoughts have robbed you from. And it's time for you to take control. It's time for you to take power away from those negative ways of thinking so that you can begin to walk into that life that you want for yourself. Don't give up on yourself. Even if everyone else has given up on you, find a group that is just like you. I'm always rooting for the underdog. It just always seemed as if I was the underdog. So guess what? I root for the underdog because a lot of times in my life, I was the underdog. But now I don't see myself like that. And even if I am, guess what? I believe in myself. 
and I believe that I'm going to make it. And I believe in you and I know and believe that you're going to make it. If not, you would not be listening to my voice right now. So let's get to the challenge for this week. I challenge you to pay attention to your thoughts and begin to squash the ones that are robbing you of your peace. Squash the ones that are messing with your mental health. Squash every thought that is robbing you of your joy and every thought that has caused you to fail at reasoning. Every thought that has caused you to make poor decisions. I want you to begin to grab those thoughts and replace them with truth. Replace them with positive thoughts. And if you get stuck in that challenge, or maybe you feel like there are just too many negative thoughts, pick one. Pick one that you want to focus on for this week. And then next week, you can pick another one. You don't have to just do this challenge for this week. This is something you can do for the rest of your life. Now, if you are having trouble with thinking of a a positive thought for that negative thought, reach out to me. I'll give you some suggestions because someone helped me with mine. I didn't do it by myself. Sometimes it would just distract me with other things, with random questions. It was so funny, you know, because I was like, I'll give you an example really, really quick. Um, I was having such negative thoughts and I'm like crying my heart out and I was just so sad and just so stuck in my misery. And you know, the person asked me, what's your favorite ice cream? <laughs> and I stopped. Like, I mean, I had to stop crying because I'm thinking, what? <laughs> like, who cares what my favorite ice cream is, right? And I'm thinking, do I even eat ice cream? But at the time, I felt like, well, that's an inappropriate question. But now as I think about how our negative thoughts take such control, there has to be some kind of break in that thought. Like, In this case, that's just what the person, you know, used to break my thought cycle. It worked because it made me stop thinking about the negative thought. And now I'm thinking like, are you okay? Like, what kind of question is that? There's just so many different ways that it works for everyone. Yours does not have to work exactly like mine does. As long as you're putting in the work, that's all I care about. So don't forget challenge of the week. I hope you're doing well. I hope that you are making changes. I hope that you are becoming self-aware of your thoughts, of your behaviors, of the amazing person that you are. And don't you dare let anyone define who you are or any situation determine what your future shall be. And just like that, we wrap up another episode of Voice of V. Thanks for tuning in. This is your girl, your voracious, your voluptuous V. And I will see you next week. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram. I'm under Voice of V. And of course, the podcast can be followed on Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, and Spotify.